Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick. And boy, do we have a special treat for you today. A couple weeks ago, we got a chat with um, Alaska's own Instagram star, uh, Danica, who has the Instagram handle Grow in Alaska. And today we get to talk with Nate, who is the president of Alaska and Yukon Tours. But before we go into that, I want to thank all of our listeners on the Must Read Alaska show uh, we do this for you and we're excited that you tune into us every single week. We have three or four shows a week and, um, you know, we're going to be featuring some businesses here, uh, in the next couple months over the summer, just to kind of highlight what's going in and around Alaska, how our business is doing, um, highlighting some of the cool things that, uh, businesses offer in the state of Alaska. And we think it, that, you know, that's going to be so far so good. Our guests really like the last couple ones that we have done. And we're going to keep on doing them. Uh, for those of you that are um, on, have either a Android phone or a iPhone, you can also get our app, which is free on the on any of those um, app stores. Uh, just search Must Read Alaska, and the app will pop right up. It's free for you. We spend a lot of time and effort and money into developing that app, and uh, it's yours to use for free. We've heard we've heard some great things about it, and uh, I use it myself. And I, I like it. So um, without further ado, Nate, welcome to the Must Read Alaska show. Thank you. It's good to have you. So for folks that um, maybe uh, are hearing uh, your name and your business's name for the first time, tell us a little bit about who you are and what your business is. Uh, thanks. Well, moved to an Alaska, moved here in uh, 2009 from Key West. Uh, was asked to step in with a friend's business who uh, bought Wings of Alaska and uh, only planned on being here for the summer. Uh, you know, and everyone had told me how cold Alaska was, how we don't, no one ships up here. You know, people thought, you know, it's going to be dark all winter, minus 40 degrees. And I was actually really surprised. You know, when you come from a tropical environment to Juneau, uh, it's kind of an eye-opener because, number one, it's raining sideways all the time. Uh, but really, the beauty of the state really caught me off guard. Uh, you know, and the fact that Juneau being, you know, only 30,000 people, we had quite the infrastructure for a town of 30,000. Um, and just being in Alaska, being with people where, uh, you know, I, for the first time in my life, I got to know my neighbors. You know, we had get-togethers, and I know this sounds like a sitcom, you know, that you used to see on TV in the 80s and 90s, but, uh, you know, we really had a nice sense of community here in Alaska. Uh, you know, I lived in Florida for, who knows how many years, and I never wanted to be my neighbor. They just ignore you. You know, a, tra a traffic jam meant it took an hour to get anywhere in town, but yet here in Juneau, it's literally 15 minutes to anywhere. So <laughs> it was kind of a change, and I, uh, I decided to stay, and uh, I held on to my previous job, uh, with Mokulele Airlines in Hawaii. I've uh, been with them since 2006. And uh, 
they allowed me to work from home before it became popular. And, you know, dealing with the small airlines, uh, we've had five owners now in 15 years. Um, they've allowed me to expand my, uh, you know, what I do in terms of my career with them. Uh, you know, a lot of owners didn't understand, you know, do I need a director of revenue, director of sales um, for what we were doing in Island and Hawaii? And so they let me do side work. And one of the things I noticed uh, was coming from a travel agent background as my very first job was airlines don't know how to manage travel. You know, they just expect, you know, you go on Expedia, uh, Hotwire, Kayak, yep. and uh, get the best rates. But that's not the case. Uh, you know, there's contracts out there. There's uh, negotiations you can do with a lot of hotels to get better deals. And so we kind of ventured into that and became a travel agency. Uh, and then... Uh, right before COVID hit, my agents had asked, hey, can we start doing leisure travel? You know, we're here in Alaska, but yet, you know, people call us and we wouldn't sell them an Alaska trip. Uh, so right before COVID hit is when we made that change, um, which is kind of unfortunate to start doing more leisure. Because we found out when people come to Alaska, uh, most of the packages and options are geared for the interior. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, Anchorage, Fairbanks, Kenai, uh, Peninsula, Seward, you know, you already get a nice influx of independent travelers, whereas in Southeast, uh, the cruise lines really have had a stronghold on that. You know, they want you on a cruise ship. And so we started doing packages for Southeast Alaska, and it's actually been really busy because it's cheaper than a cruise. You know, if you come to Juneau for five days, uh, we can pitch on whale watches, fishing, uh, you can go to Taku Lodge, we have dog sleds, we have helicopters. You can all do that from Juneau. And you don't even need a car rental, which is uh, becoming more of an important item with the way car rental rates are going. Uh, and then we give people options to go to Skagway for a couple of days or Glacier Bay. Uh, Huna, we now have a bear watch, which is about half the price uh, that other people have. And uh, now the interior. Uh, we've been sending a lot of people up to Anchorage after Juneau, and they're going Seward for the day. They're doing the Whittier trip with the 26th Glacier trip uh, tour. And more importantly than all, uh, people forget in Alaska that we have two railroads. You know, you have the Alaska Railroad, which uh, covers, you know, most of the important points. We also have Princess Rail, which offers a different product and a different departure. And so with that, we've expanded our options to where even travelers weren't aware, uh, you know, that you can do all this and still be under budget for a cruise. Um, so that's kind of where we are. Uh, our focus is kind of on more towards the leisure travel and independent travel instead of focusing on corporate um, and managing airline travel. Nice. Well, for folks that are just joining us, I, I have a guest today. His name is Nate, and he is the president of Alaska and Yukon Tours. And man, if you are thinking about booking uh, any sort of trip around Alaska, either for you or a friend or a family, this guy sounds like he's got you covered. He can... Uh, help you book a uh, uh, phenomenal package tour anywhere in Alaska, which is kind of cool. So, Nate, what's what's one of your favorite places to go in Alaska now that you've kind of, you know, your business is focused on helping other people experience Alaska and kind of have their bucket list trips and uh, make sure that they have the time of their life while they're here. Uh, what's one of your favorite places to go in Alaska? You know, it's, it's really hard to say. Um, you know, when you live in lower 48, we have the ability to be mobile and drive. You know, like in Florida, uh, we've been all over the state. 
and you know, the southeast, a lot, you know, southeast America, you know, and mid south. But here in Alaska, the challenges are such a big state; it's hard to go anywhere. And when you do, you know, you, people are wild. You know, first time I went to Homer, I was shocked. I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Uh, and then I go to Whittier, and I'm like, "Holy moly, this is really cool!" And then even Fairbanks, you know, two weeks ago, I discovered things I never knew about. Um, and I, I can't see it as a favorite spot because I would go back anywhere. You know, uh, it, it's great going to Haines and just walking around, or even Skagway. Uh, you know, just seeing everyone so excited. Uh, so it's really hard to really pinpoint. Uh, honestly, <laughs> it's home. <laughs> you know, I, I used to travel so much. You know, with you know balancing my part-time job uh, with Mokalili Airlines and then uh, the travel agencies. We have agents, you know, all over. Um, the states that, you know, I, I just, I want to be home. Uh, so, but, uh, but to that point, you know, when you become a tourist where you live, it changes everything. I've really appreciated a lot of the things in Juneau I thought I never would, you know, and a lot of that's just because when you're working so much or you live somewhere, you don't go and do things. Um, and so I, I really got to say everywhere new becomes my new favorite spot. Um, that, that's awesome. It's hard to really pick one. But hopefully, you know, my next goal is to go to uh, Alaska and ADAC at some point. Um, I, I've got some Alaska Airlines miles to burn, and I might do that. Get out there for a couple of days to check out. Uh, you know, the, the tribe out there is really trying to increase tourism in ADAC, and I think that's going to be one of our next uh, opportunities because as they, as they refurbish some of the old naval housing, out there uh, that make it more tourist friendly, especially with birding and wildlife. Uh, you know, we have such a big state, and it's an amazing state. Um, and every every time I go somewhere, I see something new. And uh, you know, even in Anchorage, we uh, went up to Flat Top. I have been up there a couple times, but this last trip we saw three moose just on the way up there. I'm like, oh wow. You know, now I see how tourists in Juneau feel when they see a bald eagle for the first time or a bear, because we're just like, oh yeah, fine. You know, we keep on driving. Um, so that that's always been enjoyable, uh, but yeah, just you know, just being a tourist where you live, I think is most probably the best thing you can do in Alaska. Nice. So um, it sounds like uh, you know you've you've been around the state a fair bit, you know, and it, uh, hearing your story, you kind of opened during COVID. So how has how was it during COVID and and how is it kind of now that you're hopefully on the tail end of it? What, what was that experience like? So uh, the, the struggle was real right before COVID. Uh, so the travel agent, we actually make money from commissions on airfare and hotel. Um, so when people go on Expedia, when you go on Kayak, uh, when you go on any other website, typically that business makes their money with the commission. Retail travel isn't sort of the same way. Um, so when COVID hit, it was really scary because we had a lot of uh, corporate travel along with uh, some independent travel. Um, we had a lot of people book on cruises, uh, you know, because we had just started doing more and more retail. And it was really, it, it was a huge challenge because personally, my savings got wiped out. Our business, uh, you know, it, it's automatic the way it works with airline tickets where we get paid that commission the next week when we book a ticket for you, even if you're traveling in the future. But when they cancel that flight, they take it right out of my bank account. Uh, and that was really scary because <coughs> we used to have it. Uh, you know, my, that's one thing my father taught me as a kid was always make sure you have money in the bank, never put any 
thing on credit. So luckily, he didn't have any loans. Um, but the hardest part during COVID was seeing everyone else struggle. Um, and this is where, you know, I was very active with the legislature and, uh, you know, quoted in a handful of uh, media outlets because tourism in Southeast really is lifeless. Um, you know, hearing my friends wonder how they're going to put food on their table. Uh, you know, just seeing the, the huge impact we had. Um, you know, I could tell the legislature, I mean, I went to Skagway, and you could see Tumbleweed going down Broadway, which is yep. the main road. And it was heartbreaking for me to then travel during COVID to Homer, where I get my first trip, and it was amazing. Uh, everything was open. People were acting like nothing was really going on. Uh, you know, business down there was down 40%. Uh, the interior had, you know, a, again, some hits. With it, but like in Southeast, we went pretty much down from we lost about 100% of our business, and that was really scary. Uh, but you know, we adapted, uh, we focused more on letting independents know we're open. Uh, we let we really struggled with um, some of the tourism groups because as cruises were canceled, people thought we were closed, people thought you can't come to Alaska, and so trying to get that message out was. Um, a bit of a challenge, you know, because we were expecting to see 1.1 million cruise tourists. And, you know, there's an opportunity to let those people know, hey, we're still here. So, uh, you know, 2020 was a rough year. 2021 was really good. Uh, but the challenge with COVID and travel has to deal with the ever-changing COVID mandates and ever-changing uh, uh, face mask requirements kept a lot of people away. Um, you know, it's miserable to be on a flight have to wear a mask or a red eye to Seattle or even cross country and that kept a lot of people away um, and just the changes in how every nation was handling it so you had to have a certain test or had to do it within a certain timeline for Alaskans that was a challenge because in Southeast we don't have water we don't have CVS where you can just go and get a test and you're good for Hawaii yeah. uh, we had a lot of people being turned around and that was a hard part working both in Hawaii and owning a travel agency is, you know, some of the archaic COVID requirements, like in Hawaii, if you had to run tests, instead of retesting at the airport, they would make you fly back. No option. And a lot of times it was full fare. You know, this isn't an airline doing a favor for you saying, oh, sorry, you know, we're going to fly back to L.A. They had to cancel all your reservations. They literally stood with you at the airport so you got on the airplane to come back to Alaska um, or California or Washington. And that really deterred a lot of people. Um, you know, and of course, with my business, we had issues with even Canada, just getting into the Yukon. Um, after a couple of trips, my driver quit uh, because he had to get tested in Skagway, and then he had to get tested again in Whitehorse the same day. And it was just getting insane. And in Whitehorse, there's only one clinic that did testing. Uh, the cost is about 220 CAD, which is about $150. And you have, an, you have to have an appointment to get it. So even Boy, though our name is that Alaska, sounds like a blast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it, it just, you know, it, when you set the expectation of here's what's needed and then you keep changing it, it really gets under people's skin. Yeah. Um, you know, especially with all these testing mandates right now. And I think that's been the biggest challenge we're even seeing today is, you know, people keep asking me, do I have to have a vaccine card with me? You know, they're used to California. You know, I checked in at the Westin at LAX, and it blew my mind when, you know, they don't have to put your ID and credit card, <clears throat> but I had to have my COVID or my uh, vaccine card with me. 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, it just kind of blew my mind. You know, and even today, if you fly to certain airports, you have to wear a mask. So once you get off the airplane, you know, what's going to happen in the gate area? It just seems a little, you know, I just, I think with COVID, everyone did it differently. Uh, nobody was on the same page. Uh, you know, we, we had a lot of people go to Disney. And they had a wonderful time at Disney. And everyone would blame them. Oh, my gosh, you're going to get COVID. And yet when you look at pictures of how Disney handled it, you know, especially down in Florida, you know, they don't want to be responsible for an outbreak. And people forget that, you know, especially the cruise ships. Um, you know, cruise ships took a big beating. But I was on a cruise on March 1st when all this was happening. And, you know, I knew something was up when they were washing every elevator bus. <laughs> no, every night. Like, wait and a second, they, they don't had, normally do that. <laughs> no, and then they were trading out the tongs on the buffet every hour. You know, and that's the thing people forget is tourism wants to be responsible. You don't want to get people sick, and they forget that. Uh, but what it's done is it's waking people, it's washing their hands, being distant, being safe, uh, and a new awareness of communicable diseases. You know, it, it's funny when someone sneezes on a plane now, everyone kind of looks around. Uh, but I hope as a state we can grow from this, you know, that we realize how reliant we are on tourism, how we reliant we are on Seattle, you know, and those barges. Um, and I hope that we can, you know, work at ways to better, you know, better from COVID um, so that we're better prepared for it. Yeah, so, and so folks that are just listening, we got Nate here, who's the president of uh, Alaska and Yukon Tours. And uh, he's chatting with us about how COVID has affected his business and talk about uh, the wild, wild west and him being just a trooper. He made the statement of, I lost about 100% of my business and he still managed to bounce back. And so for folks that are listening, um, this is real world stuff. You know, politicians and elected officials sit in their little ivory towers sometimes and make really stupid decisions. And and when uh, the majority of, uh, a certain sector relies on tourism, uh, you know, things get affected. And so I appreciate you being open and honest, Nate. But um, the next question to you is this. Um, let's say there's somebody, you know, uh, I got a relative, I got a friend, or maybe even I want to book something with you. You offer some pretty awesome um, uh, services as it relates to somebody being able to book like world-class Alaska excursions through your company. How would somebody go about that? How easy is it? Is it a phone call? Is it a website? Click through? Is it a send you an email? Walk us through what it looks like to use your service um, in a nutshell. Well, we've got our main booking portal at bookayt.net, uh, which is also accessible from Alaska and Yukon Tours. Uh, we're adding more to our portfolio um, every day. And so we're recently uh, partnered with the company out of Anchorage for more tours in Anchorage for folks. Uh, we've been adding Seward, uh, Denali. Um, and, and also we get people out of town. So we do have some great rates with you know, Aspen Suites, uh, Four Points in Anchorage and Juneau, uh, Best Western and uh, Fairbanks and here in Juneau. But we also have Crown Plaza in Seattle. You know, our rate is typically half the rate that you find online. And what we like about the Crown Plaza is it's right across the street from the airport. So when you get off your plane, you literally walk into the garage, go to light rail, downstairs, boom, you're right there. Uh, and that's an important point because in Seattle, the traffic to that airport can take shuttles half an hour just to get in. So, uh, you know, if you're tired and cranky, it's, you know, one in the morning, 
we just want to get to your hotel. Uh, and so we really push that property. It's a good hotel. Uh, we focus on Belize in the winter in Hawaii. Uh, we have new rates with Hotel Molokai, uh, which are about half off what you get on our website. And um, the Belize option has been fun. Uh, I've been going here since I was a kid. And, you know, COVID opened up that door because a lot of retail agents didn't survive COVID. And thankfully, we do have the flexibility of both corporate business and leaders. Uh, between myself and my agents that we've been doing packages down there. Uh, you know, it's amazing to go down to a new country, we speak English, take our money. Um, one minute you're feeding a jaguar, and then later that night you're feeding uh, the stingrays. And, you know, new opportunities, and, and that's what I like doing. You know, I like taking the travels I've done my whole life and sharing it with people. Um, I like learning new things and, and actually understanding what it is. Uh, you know, just like with our business, uh, there's a lot of Facebook travel groups out there. And, you know, I mentioned, hey, we're doing a, a series on the railroads. Do you guys have any questions? And to find out that a lot of folks were curious about accessibility on the train. And I never would have thought about that, you know, unless I asked. And so we actually got pictures and demonstrations of the ramps for people, you know, in a wheelchair or not accessible. Uh, easily, you know, what the lift looks like, what the elevator looks like in the train, and even the bathroom. Uh, so we really try to cover our bases so that that way we can inform you as a traveler um, and make sure that you have a good experience. And I think that's where we're different. Uh, you know, we pretty much uh, tell you how it is. We tell you what to expect. Um, so when there's a delay or cancellation, uh, the difference between us and other people, we have access to Sabre, which is a reservation system. So, like, let's say you and your friend or your family are on a trip to Vegas and you're flying to Seattle. And if your flight from Seattle to Vegas cancels or gets delayed, we get notified of that. And we can actually rebook you uh, instead of being on hold for six hours with, you know, Delta or Alaska. Oh, gosh, yeah. Right we've, now, all, we've all done that. We've all been on hold, plane full of uh, people that have all been had their flights canceled because they've been sitting on the freaking tarmac for an hour. And... <laughs> You're on the phone with somebody for, and it's like hold time, four hours. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's where people need to, you know, if don't use me, use your local travel agent, you know, find out and ask the right questions. You know, do you have access to a GDS? Because again, for us, if you go in and fix a ticket, rebook you, we pull right up, rebook you, reach your ticket, you're on your way. Whereas a lot of times if you book direct, you're now, you know, number 120 and, you know, yeah. Uh, so that's one thing people forget about with travel agents is, you know, we do provide a service, uh, you know, and a lot of times we do get a commission, so we don't charge a fee for it, uh, but some agents do charge, and think of it, you know, what's your sanity worth? You know, do you really want to be standing in line for 20 open seats after your flight gets canceled or and be told you're not going to come up for a week, or are you going to pay that $25 fee to get an agent on the phone who can rebook you immediately? And essence, you're jumping that queue. Uh, and so I think that's where the profession is coming back because of some of the COVID shortfalls. Um, I've even been guilty of it. You know, I booked online using miles and kicked myself because uh, my flight to Anchorage got canceled from Hawaii, got rerouted through Seattle, and then that flight ran six hours late. And, uh, you know, I basically had to get rebooked by the airline instead of just opening up my laptop, going <laughs> in, grabbing that seat, and uh, going. And so I think that's where we're different. Uh, you know, Alaska does have a couple of retail agents still. Um, like I said, we're located at the wharf in Juneau, uh, right above Roma. 
and Anchorage has, I think, three or four, and even Fairbanks has, I think, two. Um, you know, whereas before, you, you know, every shopping plaza had one. Uh, but we are making a rebound, and a lot of it has to be because we have to take care of the customer. We have to take care of, uh, of you and advocating for you. Even when things go wrong, we're here to help you. So whether it's a bad claim, missed flight, cancellation, uh, which are on the rise, you know, and, and right now everyone's freaking out over schedule changes. Uh, you know, we get that. Like every Sunday morning is when we get our alerts. Uh, schedule changes happen on Saturday. And we tell people, don't call on Sunday because you will be on hold for six hours. Forever. Or what yeah. airline staff is. I mean, I'm a 100K at Alaska. You know, even trying to get callbacks was, they call me back at 2 in the morning once. Um, and so I think that's where we differ. You know, we've been there. We've experienced it. We know what it's like. So we can relate better. Yeah. We're not, and again, back to your comment about you know, some of the politicians, uh, you know, even then with COVID, they they didn't hear from the constituents. You know, like right now, we are in a world of hurt, you know. Uh, the fact that we don't have J-1 visas is killing everybody. Uh, you know, it's just with the owner of Tracy's Crab Shack here in Juneau, which is a very, very popular restaurant uh, here in town. And she has zero. She normally has ten. And even in Denali, uh, the Westmark Chalet, uh, beautiful hotel, beautiful resort, she has zero. And she normally has about 200 J-1 visas. Um, and I think that it's a, it's a major distraction when we have issues at the border, but yet we can't get these J-1 workers that have been here before to help us with their staffing. Yeah, and they, they are, those workers are help, they typically help all over Alaska. They make up, you know, 10 to 20% of probably every hotel's workforce in the summer. <laughs> and that's, and that's kind of, you know, into the whole COVID situation with travel, you know, because we know this, we know who to book with. Um, we can help, you know, advocate when, you know, like recently a, a resort closed, um, you know, so we can help those travelers, hey, if you, this is open, this is open, don't cancel your trip. Um, it's, it's kind of what we do. Again, we're here to show off the state. We want to help people. Um, and it's not always about making a buck. It's about doing what's right, which is you know, continuing their trip, helping them relax. And, you know, people get so anxious lately when there's a delay or cancellation. So, you know, we're there to help them walk them through it. So, Nate, where does somebody find you? We're running out of time here. So give us uh, how somebody finds you, phone number, email, website, uh, if somebody wants to book their uh, Alaska or Yukon excursions through you? How does somebody get in, in touch with you? Uh, we're online at alaskayukontours.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram uh, with the tag Alaska Yukon Tours. Uh, phone number is 907-531-9140. Uh, um, email also works, you know, info at Alaska Yukon Tours. Uh, and like so we've got a nice collection of tour offerings online. We do custom packaging. Uh, some of the hotels aren't all online, so we have to request those. But uh, like I said, we're here to bring tourists in and get Alaskans out. Nice. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Nate. Uh, Nate is the president of Alaska Yukon Tours. He has a company that focuses uh, in the summer here in Alaska for making people's dreams come true and booking their kind of bucket list trip to Alaska all over Alaska. He'll help with all the nooks and crannies of making sure your trip's amazing. And then in the winter, he'll help book you a trip to uh, Belize and Hawaii, which is pretty awesome. I know I'm literally in Hawaii right now. So, um, Nate, thank you so much for joining us here on the Must Read Alaska show. And thank you so much for our listeners for tuning in. 
uh, to the Must Read Alaska show. You can get our app at any of the uh, app stores, both uh, iTunes and Android app store for free, Must Read Alaska app. And uh, we'll be, I think on uh, what they say, Wednesday on Friday, uh, I have a special guest Friday and I have my, Senator Mike Showers next week. So that'll be a hoot to, to have uh, Senator Mike Showers on. Uh, but from now, uh, coming to you from somewhere in Hawaii, actually, <laughs> I'm John Quick. And thank you so much for uh, tuning in and joining us. Until uh, next time, we we'll hope to see you again. Thanks so much.